Welcome to the Daily Hachana Audio Podcast for Yud Aleph Nissen by Mai Shliya. Yesterday, we continued talking about the Gulf War. Many people in Eretz were terrified for their lives. We heard how the Rebbe encouraged everyone to remain calm and promised that Eretz would be safe. Let us now continue the story. The biggest worry and fear for the people living in Eretz was that Saddam would shoot missiles which contained a very dangerous gas that could kill someone if they breathed it in. This is called chemical warfare. It's like poison. They were called Scud missiles. The main way to prevent this from happening, Rahman al-Islan, was by wearing a gas mask. The government was already telling people in Eretz that they will need to wear a gas mask. Everyone began practicing how to put them on properly. On Monday, Chav Ches Tevis, the Rebbe was asked whether people should accept the gas mask. The Rebbe gave over a message through the maskiris. If the authorities are requesting that one do so, wear a gas mask, then one should do so, for one is not losing anything from doing this. And this does not at all contradict my stance on the situation there in Eretz Yisrael. At the same time, a group of women who were not sure whether to travel to Minnesota to participate in the annual Kinnus Neshev B'nez Chabad because of the global unrest, received a fascinating answer from the Rebbe. If a guy over there in Iraq does something because of his religious beliefs, all the more so must us Yidin, who have trust in the Rebishter, do things in order to show our trust in the Rebishter, and not Chas V'Shalom do something which can be perceived as a weakening of belief. Therefore, Anyone who is supposed to go should ensure to travel to the conference no matter what. Meanwhile, world leaders were putting tremendous pressure on Saddam Hussein to pull his troops out of Kuwait, the country where he started the war. Saddam Hussein was very stubborn and proclaimed that he will not leave. All this made the world very scared. Throughout all this, the Rebbe remained calm and continued to tell everyone that there is nothing to worry or get nervous about. World leaders continued to put pressure on Saddam Hussein and gave him a deadline. As the date of the deadline approached, Ben-Gurion Airport in Israel was constantly crammed with hundreds of people trying to get tickets to leave the country. Even with all the fear and people leaving Eretz Yisrael, hundreds of Yidin flew to Eretz Yisrael to demonstrate to the entire world their faith in the Rebbe's promise of safety. It was two o'clock in the morning when the peace and quiet was shattered. Loud sirens were heard all over Eretz Yisrael and a bunch of dangerous Scud missiles landed in heavily populated areas, especially in the city of Tel Aviv. In the middle of the night, it was hard to know where the missiles had landed. But in the morning, the first of many miracles was clear for everyone to see. Yes, there was a lot of damage to properties, but Baruch Hashem, no one was hurt, and no dangerous chemicals were released. During the day, the American, British, and other Allied armies attacked the Iraqi army again and again. But night after night, Saddam launched hundreds of Scud missiles into the heart of Eretz Yisrael. This went on for six long weeks. During all this time, everyone witnessed the open miracles from Hashem as not a single missile was effective. The Israeli army was asked by the Allied armies not to get involved in the war. Instead, they defended Eretz Yisrael for us and intercepted many of the missiles over the desert where they fell without damage.
On one occasion, a skyscraper in Eretz Yisrael was split in two from a scud shockwave, but no one was hurt because everyone had gone home. Large buildings under construction collapsed, but they were empty. One residential apartment building was smashed to the ground with many inside. Miraculously, everyone walked away. The miracles that took place were true nisim gluyim. Here is an eyewitness account from an Israeli news magazine. We were staying in a neighborhood in southern Tel Aviv during the first missile attack, visiting with other Russian immigrants who were living in the area. Many of the people in the poor houses of the neighborhood had not bothered to prepare a sealed room, so when the siren went off, we all rushed to the nearby public bomb shelter. The shelter was huge, and it was located inside a large public building made of concrete and steel. About 200 people gathered together to seek shelter inside the formidable building. A number of us moved to the wall on the eastern side of the shelter. If required, this side of the shelter served as a synagogue, and the wall was filled with prayer books, Bibles, and other holy Torah books. People were reciting Tehillim over the crying babies. Then the explosion came. Everything came crashing down around us. The shelter had taken a direct hit by a missile carrying 550 pounds of explosives. There was the smell of burning sulfur, and a thick cloud of dust filled the room. Some of the people were thrown into the air. Others had thrown themselves to the ground and were screaming wildly. When the noise stopped and the dust began to clear, the people who had been frozen in shock began to get up and look around. Everyone was totally astonished to see that not one of the 200 people was injured. The building had totally collapsed, including the three walls of the shelter. Only the eastern wall facing Jerusalem remained standing. The books and the bookshelves were untouched. The next morning, Prime Minister Shamir visited the area with the mayor of Tel Aviv. Shamir asked in astonishment if there really were people in the shelter at the time of the attack. Mayor Lahat answered that indeed there were 200, and all of them were saved by a miracle. Another scud fell in the heart of Tel Aviv, in an area where lots of people live. The missile scored a direct hit on a community building and could have destroyed the entire neighborhood. Except, the missile did not even explode. It was removed intact from the building. A huge, open, revealed miracle that even the world realized. Join us tomorrow as we continue the story of the wonders and miracles that took place during the Gold War.